0: Welcome, it is the Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 319, and it is your pals Mario and Brian. Mario, what's
1: up? Just hanging out, living the dream, waiting for... It's finally getting cold a little bit. I like it. Snow is
0: falling in the Rockies. You are back from Oktoberfest. I was just at some wonderful events for ICON and Ski Utah last week. So we've got some details to discuss. Met some great people. Had some cool experiences. Mario had a wonderful time at Oktoberfest from the pictures that we saw. So we'll get into that in the main topic. So hang tight. A lot of fun from the pictures
1: you guys didn't see. Let's put it that way.
0: A to the Izzo. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. We are on your favorite social media apps, Twitter, which is X, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Untapped. We are at Ski Bum Podcast. Do you love the show? Want to be part of the show and support it? You can. Who doesn't? Patreon.com love it? slash Ski Bum Podcast. We got a couple different tiers you can join, help support us, help grow the show. We would really appreciate that. So please check that out. Want to send an email? You can do that too. Ski Bump podcast at gmail.com. We got some events coming up. Big events. The big one. Snowbound Expo. That is going to be in Boston, Massachusetts, November 3rd through 5th at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. Bigger than be before. We're going to be there. We're going to be there probably just the Friday and the Saturday, the 3rd and 4th. You got to reach out. out. We're going to reach out. We should probably hold some sort of like event or something. Some meetup on Friday night or something. That'd be kind of fun.
1: Open bar happy hour. It's going to happen.
0: Open bar. The fans will be paying for our drinks. That's the kind of open bar we're going to we're gonna set up. <laughs> open bar for us. I mean, yeah. It's open for us. Your wallet will be open for us. Oh. <laughs> should we try to do it at Trillium? Because Trillium, since Trillium we're back really on the harbor over there. We can do it by Trillium. or
1: oh, Yeah, that's right. I, Trillium, I forget we're on the different part.
0: Yeah, we're back at the original one. So Trillium is probably going to be super crowded. Should we find a crappy place that we can go and just take over because there'll be less of a crowd?
1: I like the Maybe crappy that's bar. The just saying. I kind of like crappy that too. Bar. Maybe we'll do Trillium by ourselves on Thursday. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and if you we'll- have a real shithole bar and you want to reach out to us, We'll host it there. Just reach out. like Let us know what free like, shit you can give us. and like you know,
0: O'Grady's Pub. That's the kind of place we want to go to. We keep <laughs> it real. If
1: it says gravy in the name, that's perfect
0: too. I like gravy. All of the beers have bits of gravy in it, just like mom used to have. <laughs> Something like bits that. It's gravy. Love if it. You got, if you got any ideas, any thoughts, hit us up. Let's keep on podcast at gmount.com. We're looking forward to Snowbound, though. Like I said, we're probably going to be there the, the Friday and Saturday, the 3rd and 4th. I'm already looking at my trains. I got to get to train back on the night of the 4th. So we'll be training there
1: it out, I like it. We'll have some fun. The train. Last so you got to do like the party train out. Like you got to do like. Like super the train uh, trading places like New Year's Eve train. So you gotta
0: in do you got to do gorilla costume?
1: Train from fucking.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, the Acela only runs in the morning on the weekend. So I'm going to be on the slow road, it's slow training. road back from Boston. That's right, but- Do party
1: train. Yeah. yeah, Snoop Dogg
0: train. I think it's going to be Daddy doing some work on the train. Unfortunately, doors open and it's just like Snoop Dogg. that, that would be not, like Soul, <laughs> <sort> <laughs> of Soul <laughs> Plane, Soul, plain. Train. soul, <laughs> soul, train, soul train, Soul Train too. The new Soul Train,
1: Soul Train.
0: Yeah. Last but not least, 10,000. 10, CC athlete-led design, test, iterate, repeat. We've been talking about this for a couple months now. It's almost in. And you are not Get in shape going to ski yourself into shape. That's nonsense. You know what Aaron Rodgers tried doing? He tried footballing Skip. himself into shape week one.
1: <laughs> Boom, Boom goes the
0: dynamite. Boom. That's what happens. Boom. You don't want that to happen to you, do you? Your first run, first run of the season, you think you're going to ski legs into
1: shape and pip, pop, pop. Everything's popping on you. No, And that pisses me off because I'm a Jet fan, and that just pissed me off so much. Aaron Rodgers, he's walking right now. I love it. As a skier Walk. and a Jet fan, this should, this should hit you twice as hard. Twice as hard. you
0: got to oh, get ready for ski season. You know what you need? You need some fresh threads first. Forget having a workout plan. Forget knowing what you're going to do. Get some nice workout attire. 10,000.cc. You can do it. They're a motto. Workout attire and workout. Better than yesterday. At the heart of 10,000 is the idea of pursuit in business, fitness, life, and skiing. They believe in moving forward with a quiet dedication to constant improvement and to becoming just a little bit better than you were yesterday. A little better. Go there. Use the code B Schneider15, all one word B S C H N E I D E R 15, 15% off. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm wearing interval shorts right now. Always. Let's this see is a long sleeve
1: shirt. Let's see the interval shorts. Come on. Let's do the, the turnaround. Shirt. Let's see it. Let's see, Let's I'm see it. Up here. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's like, see it. Like, like, oh, this actually we need Vikings. a little crotch. We need a crotch shirt. Yeah, Come the crotch on. Shot. Up a little more.
0: This is Viking blood. This is the name of the color. Oh, we the crotch here.
1: shot. Uh, ladies are disappointed.
0: There you go. And there you go.
1: Show the money Look at
0: these. Look at this great old pocket here. Boom. Awesome, oh, awesome shorts.
1: Say, you're um, welcome. Say, that's for lo- the ladies. Our if you're only doing
0: the audio, you're missing out. Go to YouTube. It'll be up there. You're missing out. That Mario. ass is nice, I gotta say. You know why? I'm wearing these shorts. I'm doing my squats. <laughs> I'm getting ready. Squat. 10,000.cc. Mario, let us kick things off the way we always do. It's time for our Pray Today. I pray just to make it today. I said, I pray. 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 i have my chalice. I'm praying. So you I pray. much, you've you pretty much been like slow rolling Oktoberfest the last couple of weeks, haven't you?
1: Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, I got the little ladies on there. I love this glass. In case you little haven't half in case you haven't
0: been able to tell, it's back. The Friday night version of the podcast. Oh, Friday night. The last this version Friday was a Monday. Night. It was a Monday afternoon, which is very different than the Friday night. That's
1: super weird, right? Mm. I don't know if weird. <laughs> All right, so a little trivia. I'm wearing a German. So I'm wearing a German hat and a German soccer jersey. Who am I wearing? It's a football jersey. Football. That'd be
0: Thomas Muller, number 13.
1: Oh, 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 oh wait a minute.
0: Ding ding ding. Come on. <laughs> now I can tell it's an old Jersey because there's only three stars on there. So this is See? the, this is the 2014 world cup Jersey Damn. because that was the year they won it.
1: You know, somebody like putting like another star on there. Like I'm painting that shit on like a little whiteout. Like I got another star.
0: Unacceptable.
1: Uh, and that's not Mueller. It's somebody else. Well, speaking
0: of football or soccer, I just watched that Beckham documentary on Netflix. Was it good. Any good? I love the guy. Like I didn't see, know. I, I seriously did not know much about him. You know, you just hear like things, you, the headlines you see or whatever. Dude, the guy is like so soft spoken and chill, chill, legit, and yeah, super chill. I mean, I do. I don't know if he's a Scientologist though, because they talk about you know Tom Cruise and Will Smith being his buddies in L.A. Mm-hmm that
1: that's Will problematic. Smith on the bubble tom Cruise is a big scientology guy i'm in clearwater i'm in the hive right now i don't know i think you might I'm be a scientologist at this point aren't you people are talking i'm not eminent a domain people are talking
0: aren't you if you live there more than four years don't you like eminently domainly become scientologist
1: no if you're within four miles like your eminent domain they just they come to your house they knock on the door they're like and they give you a pamphlet. They're like, "Welcome," and they, and they walk many, away. you Phaetons part of it. or something. You, they check you for your faithins or so. There's some sort of energy. That little Geiger counter. Like we have to walk away. And they just they just left. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, uh, what's up? <laughs> you want a little Phaetons with this? And they just walked away. There is no Mario.
0: Only <laughs> Zool. <laughs> That's
1: you photon with this. Reference. Yeah. That's right. You fade time with this and they just fucking walked away. I'm like, what What the hell man? They didn't know. I know. I got friends that are scientists. like neighbors. They're, they're pretty cool. I don't know. They get a great dog and my dog loves their dog. Fucking all great. There you go. See Tom every once in a while downtown. And, uh, it's all right. He's just like (laughs) something. I broke bread with, uh, what's his face. Um, Hulk Hogan, yeah. Well, not Hulk Hogan. He's not a Scientologist, though. Um, Thank God. <clears throat> what's his face, Bob? uh Bobarino. the ho- f- fucking uh... Dan Marino. No, Dan Marino. Bobarino. Um, no. Um,
0: Vinny Barbarino. John Travolta. Yeah. Nice planes, John Travolta. Ah.
1: Uh, White Shadow Guy, right? Or Mr. Cotter. This is, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm fucking all over the place. Seriously,
0: I'd go with Pulp Fiction. I love Pulp Fiction, yeah. That's the John Travolta I like. That's the one, the comeback. Hey, I go back to Mr. Cotter. That's it. Yeah, that's that's old, man. That's some old shit right there. <laughs> Pulp know, Fiction is still shit. one of the best goddamn movies ever. I mean, you could watch it anytime. Like the Harvey Keitel okay. part, Mr. Wolf. Just because you are a character does not mean you have character.
1: I it's love all that right.
0: I use it to, all the time. To the
1: dim part, and you're just like, I, I don't know what to say about this. The the best is Bruce Willis with the girl getting out of there with the silver dollar pancakes, and it's just like, oh, okay, we've really got to go. Like, and <laughs> it's it's you yeah, just wanted to it, like it puts reality into things. You're just like, yeah. oh my god, I've been there. Like, mm. shut the hell up! We gotta go. We gotta, we gotta go, gotta... girl.
0: We gotta go. Zed's dead, babe. Zed's dead. Yeah, Mario. What pretel are you drinking this evening?
1: So, I want a nice Oktoberfest type of beer, and I didn't have any Oktoberfest type of beer on hand. So, I had a Stella. I'm drinking a Belgian beer out of a uh, a nice rice and half. German glass, but it kind of works out. Belgium was annexed, right by by the Reich, I guess. It's I all know. the same. Some clown drew a line and said, "This is Germany, this is Belgium, this is different." It's all the same. That's right. It's all the same. But um, it was it, it's it's pretty good. Reminds me, you know, brings you back. So in Oktoberfest, they say the beer is stronger. It's not as strong as an IPA. So you go there crushing IPAs and you start drinking their beer. You're like, "Wow, this is definitely like water," but it's like training at altitude and then going to sea level. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I tell you what, my wife and I were very disappointed. I got to say this about I've been I've been waiting to say this. The V's and cooks was not there, and we were looking for V's and cooks. I don't. And if maybe, anybody doesn't know, maybe you weren't in the know. You're in the wrong tent. It is like the, the cocaine of Oktoberfest, and we didn't find it anywhere. I was very disappointed. Basically, candy cane, candy cocaine, right? Uh, Serpad. Serpad. It was not good. <laughs> nicht, nicht gut. <laughs> nicht gut. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to say it. It's just, just not great. And I didn't have any any big piece of meat with a dumpling. Like I was I was pretty pissed off. I was hungry the whole time. Is it COVID's
0: fault? Is it inflation? Like what happened? What happened to Oktoberfest?
1: It was code inflation. Coeflation. The beer was good. Beer is excellent. Just I don't know. It's not enough time. No boy. Well I was trying to do too much. If I would have just been set with like hanging out in Munich doing Oktoberfest drinking, eating, like, I think sometimes you try to pack too much into a trip. It's kind of like, Hey, let's have the most amazing time of our lives, right? Let's go out and go to some exotic place and see everything. Well, if you go to an exotic place and you see everything, you're probably not resting at all. And then you're going to be like, wow, I wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Right? Like it's, yeah.
0: That is 100%. always how I vacation. I try to do way too much, try to pack it all in, do a million things. Yeah.
1: And yeah, you're just, you're exhausted from vacation then. Right. You come back, you're like, I need a vacation from vacation. Exactly. And it's kind of like, wah, wah. You're just, there you go. There's your vacation time. And your boss is looking at you like, asshole, I got a lot of work for you. That's waiting for you because you took vacation. It's like the punishment for taking vacation. And they come back and they're like, ha, ah. ha. It's like chow. You come back, and little Chow's waiting for you. Like, ha I got some work for you, asshole. It sounds Fuck like you need a guy. different boss. That's terrible. Yeah. clock that guy. I'll we'll yeah. kick him in the air. Like, insane. How about you, Brian? What do you got?
0: So I've... As soon as I heard about this, I was intrigued. And I've talked about Kill Cliff before. I've had it a couple times on the podcast. It's those clean Uh-oh. energy drinks. And... I think we all know that I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan, and he has a new Joe Rogan version that him and Cam Haynes came up with. And it is called Elk Blood. Nice. It's a spicy cherry CBD
1: energy drink. So when you say spicy cherry, like spicy cherry. A good spicy cherry, like just a little hot or a little what kind of spice?
0: Well, let's be honest. When there's any sort of cherry flavored anything, it usually ranks in the top 5% of the best flavors. Yeah. Whether it's seltzer, awesome. hard seltzer, light seltzer, whatever. Black cherry, cherry seems to be the best. This tastes more real cherry instead of like that fake black cherry we've come to accept and like.
1: Right. This tastes so more. if you real. got a cherry with and you put spit the seed out and you're chewing it, it's like that cherry, right? You're getting some of that. I think the spicy part of it is ginger.
0: I'm trying Is to... that the elk blood? <laughs> Sadly, there
1: is no real elk blood in here. Damn it. Kind of I, I would have thought that was the spice, the blood and the elk and like the spiciness of it. Maybe it's ginger. Got, Ginger's good.
0: Ginseng, yeah, ginger root and ginseng. I think that's where it's getting. The cherry the spice ginger from.
1: sounds pretty awesome. There's no cherry ginger.
0: Dude, I got to tell you, this is freaking delicious. And nice. it better be because I have a case of 12 of them that I bought. Because you can't just buy a can of it. You got to buy, I had to buy it online from the good folks at Killcliffe. So I got a case of it. And this is my first can that I'm drinking. And I love it. It tastes so good. Again, you get a real cherry flavor, you get a bit of that ginger ginseng to spice it up. You got a little bit of CBD in here to chill you out. No THC. This is nice. This is chill. Let me but, ask
1: you that. Yeah, really, really so tasty. They like, so they have like, was it ginger teriyaki for like a rub on like fish? How about that? Just take the whole can and marinate some chicken. What do you think? Fuck the chicken up. This would absolutely, definitely, <laughs> you, you just have a pile of like chicken juice, chick ground chicken. It would grind and it up. Chuck it on the grill after, right? It would just, you have to and put not any chicken bowl. breast. I'm talking like thighs. You got to do chicken thighs and just chuck them on the grill. Just like bake it them would, shits. It
0: would eat through the bones. It would chew it up. <laughs> it would chew it up and spit it's it out. Same good. Elk <laughs> blood. If you ever see this stuff floating around,
1: I would highly recommend grabbing a can because it is very So tasty. where did you get that thing? I ordered it from the website. Did you go to a gun store to get that? You did, didn't you? <laughs> you got to go to a gun shop get did, it, or bait it shop. You got to get that shit in a dinner, bait shop. a
0: gun shop, a
1: gun show. <laughs> Fucking Dude, they have circus. a gun show every here, every week here. We're in Florida. God bless Florida. Oh, I get that thing at the gun shop. God bless Good Florida. Show. I would check
0: it out. Highly recommend it. Also, I have a second app right once I finish that up because we're Boom, doing this on do a Friday got- night. I'm all jacked up. This stuff is delicious. I like it, getting me energized. Do it, I, I like that. Well, I have, that's going to be my fire up, and this is going to mellow me out after. So, as I, I mentioned, probably, probably do. as Ooh, I mentioned, High West, we, I went to the Ski Utah event in New York City, and they had special Ski Utah little mini bottles of double rye. High was West. Is that a free one? It was. Fuck yeah. And I may, I may allegedly have gotten two bottles. Which I'm
1: not, I'm not ashamed of it. No, you didn't get two bottles. Somebody passed out and you took their bottle. That's good.
0: Sorry, somebody, well, Rich that's wasn't legit. there. Rich wasn't there, so I had to take his with him.
1: See, and they were just legit. celebrating that's their legit. 903
0: inches of snow. Damn. The greatest so she snow said. on earth. Did she, though?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I got a nice little bottle How many High miles? West.
1: I didn't want to get into it.
0: <laughs> so I'm going from elk blood to the High West, keeping things very Utah. Elk. High West, High West Elk Blood. I'm. Well, I was trying to think. This Elk Blood. What would be the best? If I was using it as a mixer, what would be the Can me- best? you mix that? with it.
1: The default is always vodka. Vodka would be fine. But I'm wondering Dude, if, if you mix those two, like you better wear goggles and like we gotta have a controlled area. Like it's you better just be behind like, a screen because that shit might blow up. It's like the vinegar and baking soda volcano. I don't know it's what gonna, could happen. It's just gonna blow up. wash <laughs> out. Yeah. Eat through this metal Girls cup. hold cup. It's like Daffy Duck. Girls, hold on to your boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> There's a throwback for you. That's right. You're old enough. You remember that shit. When they actually used to play cartoons that actually had violence in them, like that's how we grew up. They were the best. Man. They were the best. Way back. Yep. I mean cartoons weren't all fluffy and just nerfed up? No. They they actually had real messages.
0: Are you telling me that Rick and Morty is nerfed up? in a way yeah people being Fuck like yeah. vaporized <laughs> <laughs> vaporized and eyes melting and
1: yeah but in a way they did that they did that in the old cartoons yeah remember the skeletons like like people just like the skin the... just
0: falls off and they died and I was like eh and they're back in the next scene yeah. yeah oh well that's right simple times there you go simple times almost everything like Act me everything. It's the way to go. Well, I think that wraps up the old app rate today.
1: Let's go to ski news.
0: And again, not gonna lie, I think it was last week. Also, we start off with some bummer stories, and we have bummer stories again. <laughs> start off. Why you start off with week. some bummer stories, man? These are the tales. Can we say the bummer story in a nice way? I don't know how the death of a 38-year-old free skier can be turned into a,
1: oh, a nice Can you way. say it in so, a nice, happy tune, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I think we just got to report on it and move on. Legendary free oh, skier, yeah.
0: Toph Henry, 38, has died while skiing in Chile. Mm. Tragic loss for the ski community. Professional skier, Toph Henry, aged 38, passed away alongside Chilean IMF. IFMGA mountain guide Juan Ceneray while attempting an expedition on the Putagudo volcano in the Los Lagos region of Chile on October 11th. The circumstances of the incident are still unfolding. According to a local newspaper report, Henry and Senaret were accompanied by a third group member when they fell off a cliff on the volcano's north side. <laughs> Just 5 days before the accident on October 6th, Henry shared several photos from the expedition on his Instagram account. His caption hinted at their challenging conditions with poor snow conditions and difficult lighting in the area where they were skiing and filming. And it's it's kind of it's just so weird when someone so young and so talented and so capable dies so quickly and you go on to their Instagram page and you just see them just a few days ago just doing what they do and it's it's even weirder I'm I'm looking at one of his posts and I don't know how this the algorithm is working right now because it looks like this was posted weeks and weeks ago maybe like actually earlier this year and now it's showing up as the first picture I don't know if it was pinned maybe but um It's weird because one guy posted on there, and this is of him like just doing what he did. I mean, he grew up in Chamonix. He was, you know, the fastest guy in Chamonix, they would call him. And this video of him just ripping, causing these little mini avalanches and kind of wiping out a bit. And the guy posted, he's like, I respect how talented you are on skis, but I'm afraid videos like this, your idiocracy outweighs that talent. I'd say sick line, Mm. but you just triggered several slides on your way to do it. But posting shit like this is encouraging others that this type of skiing is acceptable and it ain't bro. This is the shit that people see and go try and get themselves killed. So this guy posted that 24 weeks ago and he kind of posted again yesterday saying, I didn't want to be quote unquote, right. It was never about that. I just wanted to see my boys ride another day, rest in peace. You know, like, you know, like mm-hmm. wild people do wild things. And unfortunately, sometimes you're on the wrong side of a cliff, uh, a wind gust, anything like that. Um, it's also true. Yeah. You know, Shane McConkie, you watch the, the McConkey movie and they have all that footage of it leading up to the jump he took when he died. And it mm-hmm. sucks. Like it absolutely sucks. It's horrible. But isn't that also part of why we love this sport so much? Because there is an element of danger. There you you if you do want to push the boundaries and climb a mountain, hike up somewhere crazy, like it's it's possible. And it's what humans have always done trying to go bigger, further, higher, and and conquering something new. So,
1: no matter what it you sucks, do there's going to be man. some hater somewhere right like you just got to be I don't know you got to do what you love because somebody's going to hate what you do no matter what you do you could be like you mean, my, you mean Gandhi somebody's going to be hating on you yeah well I, I mean you
0: know he was just one of those guys who followed his own path and <laughs> like it hate it you know like <coughs> It's he followed, he was true to himself. And, you know, unfortunately, that is also what led to his, you know, his death. But, you know, he did live the life he wanted to live. And, you know, for that, we should, you know, honor, respect him, but also be saddened for uh,
1: an unnecessary loss. So, well, I'm wondering, they mentioned a third person unnamed. Are they a suspect? I'm warning. This this is like a murder mystery, like unfolding. You, it's. You never know. You just, some people just are don't like, know. There's some shady shit right now. Some, yeah. You just don't until know. they close the book, it's all open. Yeah. It's all awful. Right, another news. More bummer news. Yeah. More. Not not so much bummer news. Not not as bad as that. Just still not great. Not Uh, as bad, but still kind of a bummer. In New Hampshire, a popular ski area will not open for the 2023-2024 season. So in New Hampshire, Black Mountain Skier announced on its Facebook page that it will not open for the 2024 season. And they're saying, due to circumstances beyond our control, including soaring energy costs, unpredictable weather extreme staffing shortages throughout the region and many other challenges. We had made the very difficult decision to cease operations and that was it. So they said press and present team members and pass holders and extended. Thank you for support. Thank you for being true spirit of skiing and keep the dream alive. So um, it's, it's really cool. Like, you know, how they, did a classy thing to exit out, but it's kind of very sudden and very strange. So they're saying Black Mountain has been open since 1936, and they're saying unpredictable weather, staffing shortage. And you know, I'm hearing a lot about staffing shortages. So I'm hearing a lot about people that need jobs, and I'm hearing a lot about staffing shortages. So I don't know where the disconnect is. Or is it that people don't want to take the jobs for what they're paying, or they're not offering the jobs to people that want the jobs like what's going on? Yeah, it Just seems something. like
0: there's a lot of folks in urban areas that don't have jobs, but there's people in rural areas who need people to work. So, seems like you move some of those folks from the urban to the rural and then you've fixed this this job problem. I mean, you're going to need some people with some it's technical weird. abilities for running a ski resort. You know, I've heard a lot of off the record stories that are not so positive about the guy running black mountain. I can't confirm or deny them. I've never met the guy. I did watch in that in pursuit of soul, that Indy pass TGR movie a few years back, the uh, Fisher, I think it's Fichera Fichera family that owns it. Yeah. They seemed like, you know, it seems like a bunch of the family. They're all there doing different roles at the mountain. Which you hmm. know it's 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 the American dream, you know if you have a family and
1: you you maybe that have a business staffing you want to like work there so and so stopped working, and
0: this is like Elon Musk me. talking about how we're the the lack of population growth is going to be the undoing, that's why he has ten kids, so maybe the family should oh. have more kids to have more people to work at the resort. I don't know. It's a bummer too because I know the um, ski the whites. They used to have all their events there at Black Mountain. Those those Friday night, you know, King of the Mountain. The um, you know people would be. I think they did like a twenty four hour ski cross there, where you had to just go up oh, yeah. and down for twenty four hours, and you know whoever did the the most laps won. They had a lot of cool stuff going on there. It was on the Indie Pass, so it's going to be a, a big loss to a lot of ski folks. It really sucks for the people who were probably intending to work there and now all of a sudden
1: don't have a job. But it's just weird, right? Like you have a lot of people who want to ski, but I guess a lot of people don't want to work at a ski area. So the people that want to ski are not matched up with the people that want to work at a ski area. It's just weird, right?
0: Well, huh? I think I have the solution for that. Want to hear it? Because... On other breaking news, REI just laid off Whoa. about 275 store workers. I know where they can go. Right. I think we can, if we can get the REI people to talk to the Black Mountain people, because the REI people obviously are outdoorsy. So why don't we get them yeah. working up at Black Mountain? Boom. Synergy. I like that. That that's a good, that's a good matchup. Right. An email sent to employees obtained by The Daily entitled Stewarding Our Future, Mary Pharrell Tarbox, Vice President of Stores for REI, said the cuts are about 2% of REI's overall store workforce of 12,300 people. After reviewing job roles and descriptions, REI management decided that the sales lead was the most inconsistently used role across the fleet. Hmm. According to an online job description, the sales lead role helps REI engage with its audience and interact with REI members and customers every day. The sales lead was expected to be knowledgeable about all outdoor equipment and services. This is not something we take lightly. These actions are necessary to set us up for long-term success. We cannot build a best-in-class employee experience while we currently have more than 180 different employee experiences. The layoffs will allow REI the flexibility needed to support our business, provide enhanced hours, predictability for most staff, improve accountability at all levels, ensuring we're investing the right number of hours into the right roles. Yeah, the uh, president and CEO, Eric Arts, cited increasing uncertainty as one of the reasons for the restructuring as the company focused on what he described as the most critical investments and areas of work to best serve our members and grow the co-op over the long term. Hmm. And they need to get the co-op back to profitability as quickly as possible, which was from Hmm. a note in February.
1: Increasing weed costs are causing us to have to drive up prices. Just saying.
0: Yeah, this Birkenstock IPO dropping in price is not helping them.
1: Dude, the average cost of a pound of weed has gone up about 30% in the last year just just saying is that an official number be absorbed somehow <laughs> absolutely not official number i think it's more like 70 percent. yeah let me actually i want to look that up average cost of weed
0: like everything else i'm sure it's gone up significantly in the last couple of years the
1: average cost of weed it's gone up eleven dollars per gram how much is a gram average cost per eighth is 45 bucks What's a zip of weed? Have you ever bought a zip of weed? A zip of weed. Perhaps What's that's like a zip European that metric. <laughs> that that? That's like, if you're a weed smoker, that's like a, a metric. I have no idea what that is. Like a millizip? Zip of foot. There's a, a thumb. There's a stone. Is that like a part of a stone? It's like an eighth of a stone. Like, what the hell is that? And I have two, zip two of weed? stone
0: of, of bud, please? <laughs>
1: on the average a zip weed can cost anywhere from 200 to 400 in legal market i don't know what a zip is seems like a lot though okay roughly a sandwich bag zip lock bag 14 grams and a half ounce of cannabis so i guess they're saying pretty clever actually 14 grams is a zip half ounce of cannabis 20 grams in an ounce of cannabis. I don't really know what this is talking about. What the fuck?
0: That is really funny, though. A zip is like a ziplock bag. All
1: right. How many G is a slice of weed? <laughs> I have no idea on the reference. How much is this a unicorn weed? <laughs> so an eighth of an ounce is commonly referred to as a slice or a half quarter. It contains 3.5 grams of weed that can last you a few days up to a week. This is enough for rolling about 10 small joints or seven medium ones. That's pretty specific. Average cost about $50. Again, based on location and strain and how big your weed rolls are. There you go. Wow, I just delved into a click hole I can't get out of. I got I to close this tab. I just can't even, I can't even go there. Yep. I got a G, a zip. I went from a G, a zip to a stone, like to, I don't know what I'm on now. Spiraling off the rails there. (laughs) All right. Next up, we got Reed Hastings removed all Powder Mountain lots from market. And here's why former Netflix CEO will team with Meriwether Development to plan a luxury resort centered on. Being and doing, yeah. You know, we have a picture of a lot of shit getting built up. So Reed Hastings is hitting a reset button, huh? Verbs, verbs, being and doing, no. Lots of verbs, being and doing, verbs. It's that G and double zip and like everything. So anyway, former Netflix CEO will team with uh, Marriott Development to plan a luxury resort centered on being and doing. So, they're hitting the reset when it comes to re- residential development at Powder Mountain. So, Powder Mountain, <clears throat> Brian, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm still bummed that you didn't go there because I got to say, Ogden was pretty fucking awesome. That was a pretty dope ass trip. Um, I'm still bummed I didn't get gotta, to go. We got to go back there. We, we got to figure out a way for you to do. Snow Basin and Powder. Like it was a great thing. Um, but anyway, so le- less than a month after uh, former Netflix EWA became a majority shareholder and chief decision maker at Eden Area Ski and Snowboard Resort, Hastings pulled all its available residential real estate off the market. It was a pretty bold ass move because they had a lot of shit up for sale. So the 25 lots account for half of the 57 lot overlook development near the top of the mountain. So Hastings said the lots which came off the market Sunday will not be offered up for sale again until next summer when the resort launches what he's calling Outer Next. So it's a big step that you do when you have confidence that it's going to be a lot more successful in a year. So they kind of don't want to sell those houses at current prices. So I'm thinking they're going to go for a lot more. Just saying. So they entered into a 10-year partnership with high-end developer uh, firm Meriwether to craft and carry its own vision of Power to Mountain. Speaking at Silicon Slopes Tech Summit on Wednesday, he said he envisions the resort being a premium place in the world for being and doing. He's going to rely on Meriwether and leading him down this path of developing some shit. So... Uh, Mary specializes really specialize in developing recreational based luxury communities. Among them are Aspen Club Spa and Redevelopment Project in Colorado, Victory Ranch Community in Camas in Coachella Valley, California. Resort that includes Kelly Slater, Wave Pool Residences, and according to press release, progression based training for the mind, body, and soul. It's nice. They're going to like another place, another Zen place. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what they come up with. I'm a little afraid in case it's out there and doesn't like hit the market with regular people. But it's going to be out there. It's going to be fun and it's going to do something. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm looking I'm always looking at ski area real estate and I'm looking at what's available right now in Eden Right, Pulled by it off, the, right? right by the mountain itself. I mean, there's some stuff that is still for sale, but it's not nearly as much as there was a couple, like a month ago or so. And again, what's out there is, I mean, it's gone up so much in price. So even right now I'm looking at, there's two sections. There's kind of the Eastern and the Western part of the, the base area that has property available. I mean, on the West Side of the base, you're getting a 9,148 square foot lot for 449. But on mm. the eastern part, you're getting half an acre for 1.5 million. Damn. So yeah, I and this is what's available now. This doesn't even you know touch upon what they pulled off the market. So
1: what, I'll is, tell this you. Seeing, what
0: is this place gonna be like? Is it gonna be like a Yellowstone? Like Yellowstone clubbish? Is it gonna be built out more like um I mean, what I trying to think, what would this even compare to? Um, you know, something that's kind of off the beaten path, but has its own little I mean, it's not gonna be private, but it's gonna feel almost private. It seems like that's what they're
1: going for with this. It's very private up there. You drive in and you drive up, and one of the big things of. About it is, you got to drive up the mountain, and they recommend you park at the bottom and take the shuttle bus up because mm-hmm. the bus drivers know like how to do shit. It's pretty terrifying, but if you're an owner or something like that, you can actually drive up and hang out there. I got to say, there's a lot of cool stuff around there. So I just sent you in the chat. There's that Compass Rose Lodge, which is where I stayed with Mel when I when I went out there. Mm-hmm.
0: um oh, that place was awesome. Yeah, I remember built-
1: looking at that huntsville utah is like maybe 10 15 minutes from there and it's fucking awesome so it's if you want like that place is gonna blow up it's like a small little place hopefully a stu- shooting star saloon and tapas rose lodge uh nice little town but
0: yeah you know based on like what's what could be the next big town or the next really hot spot? Eden seems to check a lot of those boxes. Yeah, you know the whole like and Ogden, Eden, Huntsville. You know, yeah, that little kind of triangle
1: Ogden's there. Maybe twenty minutes from there. Like if you go to north part of Ogden, it's like maybe twenty minutes from there. Snow Basin. You see, you see powder from Snow Basin and Snow Basin from powder. Mm-hmm. So Snowbasin is an underrated mountain too, because there's no village there. Like there's some stuff because they had the Olympics there way back and they're trying to get the Olympics back in Utah near, near snow basin, right outside of snow basin. There's a whole village of like condos that they're building that are really kind of designed for Airbnb. Like, the rules and everything are like favorable to do like an Airbnb. So it's like set up to do like events and like the Olympics and like whatever, you know, if they have like FIS events at snow basin or something like that, or even powder, but powder is pretty fucking awesome. Like they got the snow cat skin, they got like few lifts. Like it's, it's pretty, it's still pretty sweet. And powder has a lot, a lot of fucking terrain. It's just it's a lot of open terrain. You just go and you ski. So yeah,
0: it's the biggest in, in the US, technically by acreage, right?
1: Is not what we yeah, looked up. But it's not overdeveloped. So you yes. gotta go like find ways to get there, which is pretty sweet. So I don't know. Yeah, but a, it seems not a bad it, proposition.
0: It's uh yeah, it checks a lot of boxes. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out with this new being and doing that they're looking to bring into it. Now, Mario, a fun fact for you. I don't know if we even talked about this. The
1: Club Med at Snow Basin has been canceled. Bam. I know. I found that out. You did, right? So I've been in contact with the Club Med people about stuff because you and I are going to go on a Club Med vacation scheme and figure got, shit out. You got, a, and you got a
0: Club Med contact. I like that.
1: You got a so, Club Med guy. we're going to figure that uh, we're all going to go on a big junket because we got to figure this out. We got to talk about, it. I don't want to talk about it anymore until we get some props from them. So just saying, I like that. But yes, it was canceled because of, I think it was before this Reed Hastings thing happened. Well, before they just decided it didn't work for their value proposition. Cause I think the real estate costs went up and mm-hmm. they were looking to develop. So they pulled out. Yeah. Same.
0: Utah has blown up and blown uh, up. we'll see how much more blown up powder mountain is going to get. Mm. And we got one final story here in the old ski news and we're bringing it back. Something positive. Got all the negative stuff out of the way. Yeah, Snowmaking yep. begins at Vail Resorts, Colorado ski areas. So this past Wednesday night, ski resorts across summit County and Eagle County in Colorado were blanketed by fresh snow. But Mother Nature wasn't the only one doing the work. Keystone and Vail fired up their snow guns that evening with Beaver Creek firing up Thursday afternoon and have officially started snowmaking for the 23-24 season. Keystone and Vail are many part in thanks to their state-of-the-art fully automated snowmaking equipment. Making snow requires compressed air, compressed water, and very specific weather conditions—a wet bulb temperature, which is a combination of air temperature and humidity, of 27 degrees or less. Bam. So, Vail snowmaking footprint allows them to move quickly with a compressed air capacity that can fill the Goodyear blimp in just 12 minutes.
1: Thinking about
0: that, yeah. Meanwhile, at Keystone, each of the resort's early season snow guns is equipped with its own weather stations, allowing the resort to measure conditions in real time, save energy and take advantage of cold weather windows the moment they open. Timing is important for Keystone as the resort looks to open for the season as early as possible this October. This season will be a special one for the resort in that it will be the first time that guests can enjoy lift access to Keystone's high alpine terrain thanks to the debut of the Bergman Express, a brand-new high-speed chairlift that will unlock 550 acres of for skiers in Bergman Bowl and Erickson Bowl. Vail oh. and Breckenridge Resort aren't far behind Keystone, with opening days planned for November 10th. Meanwhile, Beaver Creek is slated to open on November 22nd. So basically, that's a big old commercial for Vail. But they are getting their snowmaking on, which is beautiful, which means skiing is getting closer and closer every single day. And our boy, Nick, shout out to Nick. He sent us an article. Uh, He's actually in Denver. And he was saying that he was doing the happy snow dance from his office, seeing the wet, sloppy snow that was hitting in Denver. They said they got about 10 inches of snow out there which is pretty impressive. So snow is falling. It's also being made. It's only a matter of time before we're all back
1: on the snow. So So a little it's a beautiful thing. A little unknown thing if you've been there. Rocky Mountain Taco. Let's talk about Vail Brewing Company. You want weed, you're in Vail, you go out, you have the trifecta. You have a brewery, a weed shop, and a taco place all, all in the same place. That's Rocky mountain taco. They're right there. So I love these guys. We posted to a lot of shit for them. They posted to a lot of shit for us. Love Our them. sticker is um, on their garbage can. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> they got some awesome tacos. I gotta say, uh, I gotta say that first. Second, I gotta say it's a pretty awesome place. Cause you got like, they're brewing company, people bring their dogs, they hang out. like It's just like a chill environment. You get your tacos, you bring them into the brewing company, like the weed shop. They're a bunch of dicks in the weed shop, but they got weed. So <laughs> you get your weed first and then get out of the weed shop and then get your tacos. Just saying. And then go into the brewery. Brewery and tacos are cool. The weed shop, bunch of dicks, but they got weed. So it's the same. Brewery and tacos. It's, all good. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. I like those guys at Rock Mountain Taco. They always follow us on the socials and we always follow them. They're pretty good. I just texted them like talking about you guys. Beautiful. Love those little motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps up the old ski news. So now we're going right, to. What are talking about today? Topic. So, Mario, you just got back from Oktoberfest. I just got back from a couple of wonderful ski events. Why don't you kick it off and give us a little bit of a, a recap, some highlights of your trip to Germany for Oktoberfest.
1: Oktoberfest was pretty good. So I got to say it was good, different. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I give it thumbs up overall. Make it, I'd give it the uh, Peter Rocco thumbs up. But uh, it was different. I got to say, like after being there a little bit, you kind of like you used to it. You expect certain things, and you're like, you demand certain things. You're like, no, I want my beer this way, that way. Go get me my um, Schweinehoxen. Go get me my like dumpling, like my Blaukraut. Like I, I have a whole thing. Yeah, so I this is your first time back. You this is your first time back since COVID, right? Yeah. COVID fucked things up. I'm like more demanding now. I'm like whoa, 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 whoa. You gotta do shit a certain way, and I like huh. the Germans keep it real. They're like, no. This is what we do. You go to the uh house and you want food. No, you're sitting at a table, a standing table in the beer garden, beer only, cash only. They don't fuck around. I love it. They don't Sometimes. fuck around. They're just like keeping it real. This is how we do it, how we've always doing it. That's it. So uh I like that they keep it real. It was very good, refreshing. But it, it was kind of cool. Like went to the Hopper House, went to Marion Platz went to the castles, did uh, Honschwangau and Neuschwanstein. So if nobody knows anything, if you know the little Disney castle that everybody in the fucking America knows, that's based off of Neuschwanstein. So Neuschwanstein is a real life Disney castle that the Disney castle was built after. And it was made probably about a hundred and. 50 to 200 years before that other castle was, right? So um, it's pretty amazing. it was Mad Um, King Ludwig, his castle, right? Mad King Ludwig. So I thought he made like five castles because I was like shooting the moon. I was like, that motherfucker was crazy. He made like three castles in his lifetime. So he he made Nisch von Stein, whatever the hunting one was, uh, Schloss Lindehoff and another one that were like... Immense, basically bankrupting Germany. Well, Bavaria while he was doing it. So at the time that he king. was king, yeah, at the time that he was king, Bavaria joined Germany into being one consolidated like country. So he kind of was like a king that was like ass out. They kind of took his thing from him. He had little, I don't know. He had like issues. So, but anyway, it's a lot of fun shit to see. A lot of Bratwurst and just lederhosen and dirndls, And we took trains throughout, which was pretty cool. Training Germany was uh, actually very efficient. Wore my tracht and my wife wore her dirndl and didn't feel out of place at all. So I recommend to anybody, if you get a chance to go, definitely go to Oktoberfest. You'll see a lot of Americans there because I got to say 80% of the people are American. Which is just bizarre. Oh, really? So, yeah, and it's it's a little bit disheartening because they're all people that like you bump into, and you're like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm here in college. I, I have such a heavy workload that I'm taking some time off and going to Germany." I'm like, "So your parents are working, and you're going to Germany because you are too stressed out,
0: hustling and grinding so that you can go and get hammered,
1: right?" But yet they look at it as they're very stressed out. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's all cool. If that's your relationship with your parents. But yeah, I'm not that kind of parent or that kind of person. So anyway, uh, but it was fun. It was very cool. Uh, I got to say, if uh, once you and the kids get to a certain point, I think in another few years, maybe we'll go to Germany. That'd be kind of fun. You got to go back. You got, you got relatives there. I do. I've got a lot of relatives there. Yeah.
0: I gotta, I gotta be honest. Like
1: Oktoberfest is just not super
0: high on my list
1: of things I got to do. I just, just I gotta say it wasn't, it was, and then it wasn't. I would put it on everybody's top. I wouldn't put it on top five. I put it on a top 20 list, maybe Mm -hmm. top 10 just for shit to see. The fact that you have German ancestry and Bavarian ancestry, I would put on your top 10. Hmm. So just saying, like, even if you don't enjoy Oktoberfest, you just go... Because think about it. I went for like three days. I went to Oktoberfest for four hours. That was it. Five hours. But so I enjoyed fun. the rest still, of the that whole... That
0: story space. still cracks me up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so... It's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, i say the first time I went, was a wild, wild ride. Uh, second time I went, another wild ride. And this time was pretty controlled. I gotta say, we were pretty, kept shit together. It was good. I was a seasoned professional at that point. And, uh, it was good. I gotta say.
0: So did you pretty much follow the itinerary you were planning to follow?
1: Hmm exactly so we actually had reservations so we had reservations for the tent we had reservations for our castle tours and stuff like that so we got in we had reservations and we were supposed to go with another bunch of friends and they all canceled at the last minute we're like ah fuck you guys and we're pretty pissed off but uh i was like all right we got to figure out how to get to the castles now so made shit happen right and then you know We're in Germany, like we're hanging out and we had our pretty baller ass. I got to say, we're, we're very fortunate. Like we take for granted a lot of stuff. I I really think we do as Americans and skiers, like we have affordable stuff that we're access, we have access to. So we, we went and we booked a baller ass, like, so all three times that I've been to Germany for October 1st, I, I booked a baller ass tent spot at a table. Like it's been pretty awesome. And I tell you what, it was awesome. Again, hung out with a lot of Brits. They were hammered. My wife's probably like one of the few women that was there. So if you think a ski area is like a place where like only guys are at. Go to Oktoberfest. It's pretty much the same thing. So, mm. if you're a woman and you're looking for guys that are hammered, that are pretty good looking, that just hammered and just want to bang, Oktoberfest is the place to go. So, just saying. There you go, ladies. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's definitely for the oh, ladies to go to. That's why I had to hold on to my wife, which is great. Just gotta, boom, just grab her and. Coming with me, girl, is somebody else will grab her, snatch her up. So that's what they uh, do,
0: you know those Germans? Yeah,
1: I'll come snatch you up. Yeah, snatch them just gone. You get a ransom note. That's it. You know, yeah. not even ransom note. this girl's gone. Before you know it, she's churning butter out in the Alps. You don't know where the fuck she is. <laughs> <laughs> yodeling somewhere. It's possible. <laughs> Fucking yodeling is a little Ricola going. Like I, I don't know. Um, it wouldn't be the first time. No, but it was a lot of fun. I gotta say, it was it was pretty awesome. Um, You go there; everybody speaks English. Like, I have a friend that that's going in another week. My cousin, actually, and uh, he's like, oh, he's he's asking me all these questions. I'm like, they're really Germans are really great with Americans because a lot of them speak speak English, and um, they're not afraid to like speak English. Like, they're they're very proud that they know German that they they can speak another language, right? Like we're very stupid as Americans. Like I feel bad when I go other places because people are so proud that they know their own language and English. And we're just dipshits that are like, "Daddy, you speak English. Like it's, I don't know. (laughs) I'm a dipshit too. I know a good amount of German so I I can get by. So I kind of get by where I can. And then when I fall off, I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) but. As a Puerto Rican, I feel very, very proud that I know German. Just saying.
0: Highest level of German speaking in the Puerto Rican
1: community. <laughs> it's perfectenschlag, right? Uh, the fucking Dwight Schrute thing. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, uh, I think it should be on everybody. And it's funny, like everybody thinks it's like a big beer fest. It's like, no, it's actually a a festival for kids. There's like rides and shit. There's like, they actually have a... Five loop uh roller coaster at Oktoberfest. Hmm. Like it's God, could it's you fucking Disney you with beer. Like,
0: if you had like three beers and did that,
1: do three. Honestly, people have done it. So the mass is like a liter of beer. So can you imagine mm-hmm. having three liters of beer and then get on one of those bad boys and just power vomit over everybody? That seems horrible. Like, <laughs> it seems like an episode of Jackass. Yeah, I'm sure it's a regular occurrence. Like, like people, are like, like I'm not getting on this. We're slamming
0: three beers and we're getting on Das roller coaster. Let's go
1: dash coaster. We're getting dash coaster. <laughs> I'm sure, people dude. I'm are walking off. up and down the line, looking at like nope, 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 nope. That motherfucker's not going on. Nope, nope. It's kicking people out. We had a. There's like a, a fireman's fair in the next time
0: over from us, they have every August. And this we do it every year. And you know, the kids want to go on the little spinning rides or the wacky, like the wacky spinning barn. And it's one <laughs> of those traveling fair rides. So they're yeah. all
1: well, the rickety ass level. rides. Yeah.
0: And I, I remember like I didn't even have a drink before, but we went to a Mexican restaurant and I kind of loaded up on, you know, chips and salsa and burritos and whatever. And after doing that ride, I was like, dude, and it was like, not even that crazy. I was like, <laughs> my stomach is killing me. Like, I, I can't do that spinny stuff anymore. <laughs> I'm going to puke all over everybody. I right couldn't now. imagine having three big beers and then doing a roller coaster. Like, that just seems like nightmare fuel.
1: So it's messed up is like the 10th thing that we got. Like, so there's a service that we've used out of the UK and it, Seems shady the first time we use it, but after three times using it, I'm like it's pretty legit now. It's expensive as fuck, but I tell you what, they give you food, they give you a tent, they give you a private like VIP walk in, like the whole thing. Which we went in, and it was like a mosh pit getting in. They were actually looking at people like, no, 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 no. Do you have a wristband? Yep, yeah, you're in, you're in, you're in. Like it was that, it was that messed up, like getting in. And then we got in. And it was just like, boom, we got to our tables like, ah, we're in freaking, I could walk around like this is great. Um, had food come in like it was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, so for the price we paid, I'm like, is well worth it. Like it's it's kind of stupid money, but you're like. Yeah, it, it's if it avoid, avoids sitting in line doing
0: nothing. It's worth paying. Yeah. Whatever you got to pay.
1: You don't sit in line you don't have to worry about scrounging and there's a different like experience going and doing that. Like, and I, I won't poo poo that, like, that's cool. No, it's not. But on a Saturday night, like it was super crowded. Like you couldn't even get into the tent without a reservation. So like you had to have some kind of ticket or something to get even in the place. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of Americans, you know, take for granted that we know what the size of everything is. But when you talk about the size of Oktoberfest, like the volume of people that get in, okay, you can get into a club and it's very exclusive and like you got to hook up and you get in and you're like all proud that you got in. And it maybe takes what, a thousand people in the club. Picture this tent takes 6,000 people in the tent and they're two capacity. Right. That's in the tent. And then they have a beer garden outside with another 2,500 to 3,000 people. So they're servicing about 9,000 people. Now, picture that there's about 12 tents like that size. And then about another 20 tents that are about half the size of that. So there's hundreds of thousands of people in there. It's fucking crazy. So in terms of the scale, like you have no idea until you walk in, you're just like, holy shit. If you have like, agoraphobia like you're you're like <laughs> phobic of like crowds like I'm a little bit like that it's a little terrifying but you get past it and you're like Ooh, I'm in I'm in the tent now and singing songs and raising a beer and fucking eating it's great I feel like Henry VIII just <laughs> <laughs> no Peter Vachal being played Peter Vackel. well you know what they play like John Denver take me home country road and everybody's singing every <laughs> German knows Take me home, Country Road, fucking John Denver. It's crazy. I mean, we live in a,
0: a global, a global world, global, global economy, like everyone knows everything.
1: Yeah. I, I, but it's all 80s songs that people sing along to, like Brian Adams, Summer of 69, and you know, Country Road, and just all these, all these songs. Like it's it's pretty awesome, you know. Hmm. Awesome so you, a you could use. Fun. Awesome.
0: Well, speaking of awesome, so while you were getting back from Oktoberfest, I I got to go to New York City a couple times in the last yeah. week for a few awesome events. And for, I mean, for some reason, it actually makes sense. Those are pretty awesome events. The Icon Pass that. event and the Ski Utah event in New York City. Which were two great events, two very different spots. The, uh, the Icon Pass event was quite a party. It was in a really cool spot. Met a lot of really fun people. There's a few folks that we had met at uh, from you know Vermont. There's a few Vermont resorts on the Icon Pass: Killington, Stratton. I know I'm forgetting another one. Maybe I'm not, but those were the big ones there. And uh, you know, we, we, my friend Crystal from Killington, met the. Uh, the new guy. I remember her from Stratton. Um, Andrew, really cool guy. I was chatting with him. I met Laura from Revelstoke, and here's a fun little story. So Revelstoke. Revelstoke. For those who don't know, Revelstoke is in the Powder Highway up in Canada, and we were chatting a bit about how awesome Revelstoke is. And Laura is a very nice Canadian lady, and it was funny because the bar. They they announced the last call at the bar, and she had just missed getting a drink, which was sad. I was like, and she was being very polite about trying to get something. That's Canadian, very polite. I walked over there and I totally jerseyed it up. I'm like, You want a drink? I'll get you a drink. I grabbed two bottles of rose from the tub they had there and just brought them Boom. back to our table. And one wasn't even open, which I actually ended up in Rich's bag and probably still at his house right now. And another one I opened up, I poured her a big old glass of rosé because I was trying to be a welcoming, kind host in America. A gentleman. Canadian friend, a gentleman. An American gentleman. Yes. Hooked her up. And it's funny, I I emailed her a few days later and she's like, she's like, yeah, that last drink. She's like, really felt that one the next morning. So thanks for that. (laughs) I I was just (laughs) trying to be hospitable. But again, I, I saw
1: you do in New York, but There's she was no being, last call in New York. She was being
0: so like polite about getting something and they were just ignoring her. And it was like last call and we're done. And I'm like, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And nice. she was both appalled and extremely grateful at the same time. So yeah, which was the proper I like response, that. but yeah, that's also, yep. um, our buddy Tim from Unofficial Networks, uh, saw a couple of folks from Nazja. Like it was, it was cool just seeing um, all these folks. Because I didn't go to that event last year because I was at a conference in Denver, so I missed it. Oh, which which kind of kind of stunk. And I did win two passes to the Ski Big Three Ooh. up in Alberta, which I know is an area Alberta. you're trying to get out to. So if you need a couple passes to ski big three, I'm the guy that can hook you up. Because I decided yesterday, the last day before prices went up, that I was just gonna buy the whole family icon passes. I don't know. Yeah. You get the toe clap. That's a strong move, bro. And I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this from two different perspectives. The one is how am I ever gonna justify like, how am I going to make back that? Because I, based on my life situation right now with the little kids and everything, how am I going to ski? Yeah, look at this way you're losing money if you don't buy it. How am I going to ski enough to justify spending that money? But the other but if part ski of me, enough, you're losing money. Well, the awesome, the awesome part of me is looking at it and going, okay, so you just spent $2,700 on ski passes for your family. You always talk about how much you love skiing. And you always bitch and complain Mm -hmm. that you don't ski enough. Maybe maybe you should look at life right now and look at the shit going on in Israel, the hurricanes that have just been hitting people. You are not guaranteed next week, tomorrow, next year, 10 years from now. You are committing yourself and your family.
1: You're committing yourself and your family to being awesome. To maximum snow
0: i'm committing myself to that
1: this year i'm forcing myself to be
0: the person i want to be i'm forcing myself through this purchase to do the thing i love to do the correct amount i want to do it and i am so sick of fucking putting my life on hold saying i'll do it next year i'll do it in a couple years no there is no next year two years ten years from now there is now there's the only thing you're guaranteed is now. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick of waiting for life to happen. I'm going to make life happen. I'm going to fill I my love destiny. That you did that. I had yeah. to do it. I had to be bold. So.
1: so let's put I did it this it. way. Right. So if you don't do it, you're bitching that you didn't do it. And that's why I didn't ski. Right. If you do that's it, that's when you
0: blow your freaking Achilles out fourth play into the game.
1: Right. You lose the whole. Season. But if you do it like you did now, you have that opportunity to say, hey, we got to make the most of this. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't make the most of it, that's kind of on you. Like, all right, 100% had the opportunity. We had the opportunity. We just didn't take advantage of the opportunity. And you know what? It's not money loss. It's just, okay, maybe we weren't ready for it. But at least you put it out there, right? You put it out there. You facilitated. you made shit available to you and your family. I, so you, yeah, gotta do. you provide, you provided fact, your family. And you know what? The icon pass did just add blue mountain
0: and camelback to it, Boom. which for where I am the Camelback geographically really makes a big difference. So yeah. we're getting seven days at both those places. And here's how I'm looking That's at it. Now, nice. This is what I had planned to do last year, but it you just didn't happen.
1: Camelback. That makes your money back. Doesn't it? $2,700. For fucking, for fucking four passes, I paid for. I mean, Camelback's gonna, gotta be at least a 100 bucks a lift ticket. Seven days, about 700 bucks. Same. I'm, at tw-
0: I'm only down $2,000 now. <laughs> well, 700 per all person. Right. 700 for me and my wife. So 1,400. So well, technically, yeah. technically, let's say if I used all seven days of Camelback, all seven days of Blue Mountain, I'd get close to making my money back.
1: That's where you And then you add in going out to visit Nick out in Colorado. We're going to Aspen. Boom. Aspen. You got some shit going on
0: there. And and I'm, and I'm also telling him like, listen, we could definitely do a family trip to Stratton or Killington, like a four day weekend. Oh, easy. That's an easy one. That, that, that would seal the deal. That's, that's easy money right there. And I really, really want to get out to Taos. Like, I really want to check out Taos. It just seems so awesome.
1: It seems pretty awesome. And
0: then there's Deer Valley, which for the NASDA event in Park City, ski Deer
1: Valley, just no snowboarders around for a couple of days. Like, how lovely would that be? So think of the, just even think of this, the amount of mental, like, juice that's going through your head because you bought that pass, that's fucking awesome right there. The mental juices are going. You're just like thinking about like I could do this, I could do that. I could... You wouldn't have that if you didn't buy the pass. You'd be like, I don't know, I could bought the pass. I could been a little bitch about it, right? Now you I bought the pass. Now I got I got shit neurons firing. Like, how did I make this work? Now it's now it's use it or lose it, bitch. Use it right? or
0: lose it. So yeah, right? so. I did it. And after, I, I don't know if it was because the icon pass schmoozed me. We got a discount from NASDA a couple. It was like a hundred bucks off each of the passes, which was mm. for the two adult passes, which was pretty good.
1: So you it buddy was with that because that What's
0: could that? be your buddy. Is just saying, yeah. you you're buddy my pass? buddy. You're my buddy. Boom. Hey buddy. So selling buddy passes. But like, that's what I'm saying. Buddy? We should do Aspen with Nick and I can get some buddy passes. Fuck yeah. And you guys Boom. can pay for the hotel. I'll get you buddy yeah. passes. See that all works, work. out. works out. Synergy. Synergy, See? that's how it works. That's right, yeah. it's an so opportunity that, in the making. So, I don't know, maybe it's the icon. The events just wooed me, and then the an Azure discount helped, so I had to do it. So, it's been done. So, now all you do the same
1: just, at the process I go through when I think about buying the gold pass, and it, it, it makes sense. It just it makes just sense, does. it really does. Dollars and cents.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, icon hey, pass ahead, event. It. I spun the wheel, I won the ski big three. Pass, which is kind of funny because if you have an icon pass, it's already included. So, weird, weird gift, I guess. Maybe good. I don't know. Sell it. I think I can. Maybe a few hundred bucks. That might be the way to go. Maybe I'm like. <gasps> and how do you sell ski passes? Is how it pay eBay? for an icon pass? Like, how do you sell? I mean, there's got to be some sort of exchange, right? We got to have a fan that wants a pass. Just anybody. It. Does anybody know how I can sell ski big three passes? SkiBumpPodcasts right at gmail.com. Help me out here. That's right. I'll maybe I'll get you a finder's fee. Or I'll send you a t-shirt or something. I'm a, oh, giver. a, I'm
1: a, I'm a giver. No, there's no finder's fee. There's swag or that's it. That's all you get. Schwag, finder's fee could be swag. There you go. Get a pair that's of it. Brian's underwear.
0: <laughs> a pair of these uh, 10,000 shorts, maybe. Who knows? A pair of Brian's 10,000 shorts unwashed. <laughs> you could do worse you could do worse uh, <laughs> not, so yeah i kind of that much. was cool uh it's funny because rich and i we had to like walk back from the lower east side to get that last ferry of the night and it's one of those things it's uh, like
1: we left with plenty of time but it's still stressful it was lovely getting that ghetto ferry like you get that last well, this second. is a nice you ferry sure busted this- as people you get to see the busted people on there. It's but it was like awesome. a hot
0: night. Well, they use, they call it the vomit comet, the last one of the night. But it was a Tuesday <laughs> night, so it wasn't too, too bad. But Very, so, cla- see, <laughs> very classy. It is. Well, they, they got a bar car on there. Like, there's the bar on the boat and everything. And if it's 10 o'clock on a nice. Thursday, people can be pretty banged up. Interestingly enough, at least I think it's interesting. So I went from Jersey City uh, over into Manhattan. If you don't know how that works out. Jersey City is right across the water from lower Manhattan, where the World Financial Center is, World Trade used to be. I took the ferry across there, and I took a city bike from Brookfield Place around the tip of Manhattan, (coughs) bless you, over to where this Hmm. event was. Just kind of like between the Manhattan Bridge and the uh, Williamsburg Bridge. It was like a two and a half mile bike ride, but it's on like a protected city um, they protected like bike lanes, which is pretty cool. Good views. Mm-hmm. It was neat. It was actually really cool. I hadn't done a city bike and it's been since like 2016. So it was that nice doing like it. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. So I did that for the, uh, that was this, the Icon Pass event. And then two days later, Thursday was the Ski Utah event. And that was much closer. That was actually by the Holland Tunnel. So right on the kind of, West Side of Manhattan did the same thing. Went from Jersey City, took the ferry across, and took a city bike only a mile up to this place, nice. which was Bang cool in there. So, Ski Utah event was cool. It's at this courtyard at um, because the Arlo Hotel. So again, right there by the the Hudson, um, the Holland Tunnel. Again, a lot of the people that were at the Icon were also at this event because we snowbird Alta, Brighton, Deer Valley snow basin they're all icon resorts so they were all there which was cool very cool and big shout out to ski utah because they provide this wonderful bottle of high west double rye which i'm currently sipping on which is delicious and also scored a sweet gregory ski backpack which is nice super dope and i'll tell you bag manufacturers the fact that they have the hydration zipper pocket in the strap, nice. that is how you do it, people. It can't cost that much to put in a hydration zipper pocket on the, uh, the strap
1: here. That's it. It's feature. like just to hold your weed. That's kind of cool. Holds like a dube or something in there. It's always an option. You could, you could an put a
0: dube in there. But yeah, I love the hydration. Spot in there so awesome backpack i'm gonna use for skiing and i'm gonna give a shout out to my ski utah people uh jesse and allison they were really helpful in uh getting me on the list and and hooking me up so because of their 903 inches of snow they were all celebratory again giving us bottles of whiskey so here's some new things that are going down at utah resorts right now at alta the final five whiston towers are being installed on mount baldy this summer Mm. And once those towers are installed, Alta's use of artillery for avalanche mitigation work on Mount Baldy will be discontinued. Mm. And they got snowmaking pipes in the Wildcat base area that are being replaced. Beaver Mountain, they're in year one of a two-year project on the new Marge's Cabin. 25,000 square foot facility will be a new rental shop, snow sports school, skier services, retail space, and cafe. Also, adding additional parking. Brian Head Resort offering free on snow experience to guests, which is a series of self guided step by step clinics to prepare guests for their first time on the snow. Now, Brian Head is way further south in Utah. If you ever see it on the map, they're doing a lot of growth there too. So, that area could be something to look out for in the next five, 10 years. They've got new condos going up. They're building a bunch of new snowmaking. Spending over five hundred grand in snowmaking upgrades, which is cool. They got a new snowcat piston bully. Mm. A lot of big stuff happening there. Up at Brighton in Big Cottonwood, upgraded Crest 6 chairlift. High-speed six-passenger chairlift will provide faster access to favorite runs while ensuring a smoother and more comfortable ride. They're also adding to their mountain dining scene. They've got the Sidewinder Grill, unique and inviting dining experience for skiers and boarders, seeking a delicious break from the slopes. Yummy, yummy. They've also invested in snowmaking and grooming, including a new Piston Bully electric hybrid snowcat, ensuring top-notch conditions. A revamped terrain park, offering thrilling challenges of riders for all levels, from beginner to advanced. Cherry Peak, which is in Logan, Utah. They're introducing snow making infrastructure updates and tubing. So good on them. Mm, At Deer Valley. Now Deer Valley. Deer Valley is kind of the fancy spot. They are mm. going buck wild because they are adding that former Mayflower Resort. So they are doubling their skiable terrain, thirty seven hundred additional acres in the next coming seasons. Not in this season. Wow. Next few. They're also investing $12.2 million in resort improvements and capital maintenance. Uh, first phase of their expanded excellence, we'll see Deer Valley develop and operate 3,700 acres of new skiable terrain to be completely integrated into the existing resort. Substantial new skier services will be added as part of the new village and portal accessed via U.S. Route 40. Expanded terrain will encompass 16 new chairlifts, including a 10 passenger gondola and ski access across South Peak, Park Peak, Big Dutch, Pioche, and Hale Mountains on the east side of Deer Valley's Bald Mountain. This terrain was formerly referred to as the Mayflower Mountain Resort Project, boasting nearly a Hmm. 3,000 vertical drop from its highest point on Park Peak at 9,350 feet. The additional terrain will offer skiing. Not skiing and snowboarding, just skiing for all abilities across 135 planned ski runs, including several wide-open bowls and gladed areas. Wow. Boom. They've also got a new 21-plus Apres ski bar called The Royal. Mm. And a kids' ski school lunch center. So big stuff happening at Deer Valley. Eagle Point. They're investing $200,000 in updates to the Skyline and Monarch lifts. Nordic Valley, cutting two brand new trails on the Nordic Express terrain. Park City, they've got an upgraded Red Pine gondola, brand new cabins. Also, they've got something to do with their Epic Pass thing, if you're one of those Epic Passers. Powder Mountain. New cross-country skiing and snowshoeing trail near the Village Lift at Powder Mountain will offer guests additional ways to get on the snow. New on-trail warming hut offering hot chocolate and a chance to shake off the cold. A new activity hub dubbed the Launch Pad Yurt will open its doors for the first time this December near mm, the top of the village yeah. They're going to have snowmobile tours, moon bike tours, snowshoeing, cross-country. And powders also opening access to 500 acres of some of the steepest terrain accessible from the mountain. Called DMI, don't mention, uh, don't mention it, the newly mm. opened terrain offers incredible views of the Eden Valley and the Ogden Divide and 3,000 feet of vertical drop through tight chutes and open bowls. For mm, guest sweet. safety, access to DMI is only via guided experience. Mm. The adventure begins with a snow cat ride up lightning Ridge, followed by a short hike to the drop in point. Each group will be accompanied by two guides and provided with all the necessary backcountry safety gear, including an avalanche beacon probe and shovel. That is awesome.
1: That's pretty awesome. And the best part about, about a guide is they're going to size you up and be like, yeah, these people aren't should not be oh, in this area. Don't just get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Co- couple more snow basin. New patio coming to Snow Basin's strawberry side of the resort, alongside the highly anticipated Demoise Express, increasing mm. access to the popular area. Spanning from the northwest portion of the Strawberry Lodge and encompassing over 5,000 square feet, this new patio will offer guests an additional spot to rest and refuel before returning to the slopes. The addition mm-hmm. of the Demoise Express was announced in December with the promise of doubling the uphill capacity to Snow Basin's popular strawberry side of the resort through the six-chair high-speed installation. Construction is currently underway with the project scheduled to be completed in December of 2023. We're also Mm. adding 124 additional parking stalls to the canyon rim lot. This is the second expansion in the past three years. Snowbird They're introducing the first of its kind kids freeloader program aiming to reduce barriers to entry for snow sports. The kids freeloader pass program gives anyone ages 18 or under a free snowbird season pass when linked to an adult military or senior snowbird summit pass. That is really cool. They're also introducing the Mountain Center, a one stop shop where guests can make dinner reservations, book a snowcat or helicopter seat with Snowbird Mountain Guides, schedule a lesson with Snowbird Mountain School, buy their lift tickets, get information about the mountain, and more.
1: Helicopter seat, I like that.
0: Yeah. Also, the Snowbird's original Will Bear lift installed for the mountains opening in 1971 and named for founder Ted Johnson's wife and partner Wilma is scheduled for a replacement starting in the late spring of 2024. It's currently a fixed-grip double chair, and it's going to transform into a quad chairlift. Mm. All right, Solitude. The Eagle Express has been completely removed, making way for the installation of the new high-speed six-person lift. That's going to be opening in mid-December 2023. Three new Wissen Tower remote avalanche control systems will be installed across Fantasy Ridge. This will allow Solitude's avalanche mitigation team to detonate explosives remotely in terrain that currently requires personnel to manually deploy hand charges. Hmm. Sundance, they've got a friends and family program, 20% off. Woodward, continuing to elevate the on mountain experience. They're adding a Piston Bully Park Pro. Snowcat, and they're celebrating the return of the Big Air feature and additional upgrades to the high performance terrain zone. New tubing and resur- resurfaced parking lot. So that's pretty much all the big stuff that's happening in all the resorts over in Utah. Again, a big thank you to the Ski Utah folks. Big thank you to that's very sweet. Christine hooked up with a Deer Valley last chance. Little Ski, pin here, backpack, whiskey, Ski Utah. Those people are awesome. Great folks. Can't wait to get out there at some point this year. Icon Pass, also, thank you to those folks. Amelie who set it up, all the Icon people. I'm just so psyched for ski season now. I bought those passes, ready to go. Only person stopping me is myself.
1: Hmm. Right? Very cool.
0: That's where we're at.
1: That's where we're at. I
0: love that. I'm really bummed whenever you talk about powder or snow basin that I that couldn't make it out there because I'd put my money down for that deposit. I just I just could not make it happen.
1: I know we we got to do our own trip. Maybe maybe this year I'm trying to organize a trip with some buddies to go somewhere, and I'm thinking Utah is like the easiest and easiest place to go. Like yeah. Ogden was a pretty easy trip to do. I repeated it after with Mel, and it was pretty, pretty, pretty chill. I gotta say, it was not bad. Yeah. <clears throat> if anyone has any questions
0: or thoughts or comments, please hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Go on the socials, X, Facebook, Instagram, untapped. YouTube, you're at SkiBumPodcast. Did you enjoy the show? Do you love it? Do you want more of this? Help us out. Go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash SkiBumPodcast. Be a patron. Throw us a few bucks a month. It'll really help us be a patron. build, grow, make this more, make this better. Make it uh, yeah. into the podcast that you, as a listener, truly deserves. It could be great. Snowbound Just make it better. Expo. If you're gonna be in the Boston area, November 3rd through 5th. Check it out, snowboundexpo.com If you need some sweet gear to get ready for ski season, go to 10000.cc. Use the code Beachliner15, fifteen percent off. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Say hi, say Falloon. See ya. See ya.